Hello and welcome to 361 Degrees Podcast Season 4, Episode 10, the last in Season 4. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About Sites. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And drumroll, because it's the last in the season special... Thank you. A special, special guest uh, exchange presenter from the voicemail podcast, James Watley. Hi. Good afternoon, gents. Hello. Or, or wherever, it, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening to this. So, I said good afternoon, gents, oh, and true. good day to you wherever you are in the good world day. listening. So, James Watley, friend of the show, long, long, long time collaborator. Woo. Tell us quickly the pod, the voicemail podcast. I mean, I listen to it religiously. Uh, so, you know, so obviously I don't need to know anything more about it, but if, if there's a 361 listener who isn't a subscriber to The Voicemail. Uh, www.thevoicemail.net. It is me and a rather opinionated chap called Stefan Constantinescu. Um, and we get together once a week and chat about all things mobile. It normally, normally we can talk about the news. It's quite topical. Um, and I'm quite the optimist and Stefan is quite the pessimist. So the show tends to be quite good. Quietly. Quietly. I, one, one of us likes to rant every now and then. But yeah, every Thursday... Is yours marked? Ways. I haven't looked to see if it's marked as um, explicit. You know, explicit or not. I know. It, I, I don't think it is. It have you had any letters from bad. people? We had letters. We haven't had letters. We have had 15, like no, 18 five-star ratings on iTunes. That makes me very happy. Wow. Exactly. How many have we had? Well, I, well the thing is, I haven't got that many brothers and sisters, so I'm never, we're never going to get that many. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last, last, in the, last in the series, special guest, so obviously it has to be an absolutely top-notch subject for us to discuss this week before we head off to MWC. Ewan uh, McLeod? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was, I was hoping, He's thought, been desperate to talk about this for the entire season. What? What and are we talking about this week? I don't take the piss out of him for, like he does for me with Nokia. Oh, sorry. I thought you were just doing an intro. I was just kind of spaced out, staring at the wall. I, no, I noticed. So let, let's okay. back in the back back in the room. Yep. There's 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 been a few end of season treats had. You know, some low calorie sweeties and uh, you know lettuce being passed around the table. Mm. So what are candy, we, candy candy? What are we talking about this week? You and McLeod. This week, dear listener, we are finally talking about Research in Motion and BlackBerry and their upcoming amazing success now i say that because i'm a <laughs> I, I, I i'm i've been the lone blackberry fan for quite a while and uh the uh well, we need to take james's temperature on, on this but the, the 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 two gents ben and rafe have uh if you've been listening through all four series they have been utterly utterly directly poor about BlackBerry and RIM. Well, you see, I did own a device, you see, so obviously I had some cause for, for mm. discontent. Mm. But. Uh, James, what's your perspective, by the way? Just... Uh, I must be honest, I've never listened to a full episode of 361 because whenever... Get, get out. out. Get out. Whenever Ewan says that he loves BlackBerry, I just switch off. Oh, just come zone. on, that's not true. <laughs> just zone out, yeah. I, I, uh, well, fair enough. The readers, the listener stats don't bear that out. I, 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 he hopes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he says that not having looked at them. Well, because first of all, we've always been, we, I've always been slagging BlackBerry off because they've got this old rubbishy platform and, you know, and, and they were having a really, really rough time. But uh, coming up really soon, 30th of January, they've got their new shiny BlackBerry 10 platform coming out. And so... My take is that this is their last kind of Hail Mary pass. If this doesn't work, then frankly, they, they won't last very long at all. Spending a lot of money in marketing. Yes. Yeah. So tell us all about it. Well, uh, I've, I've been, for a little while now, I've been having uh, sneak peeks at the 
the operating system, uh, not really at the devices, although we have seen some uh, developer units, uh, developer unit A and B at the various different events last year. It's been a difficult slog for, for BlackBerry because they, you know, even going to the, some of their, um, their conferences, it, that's been quite a challenge because you see every time there's every month there's new handsets coming out and then blackberry the Black, the blackberry faithful and particularly the team over at crackberry and blackberry cool and all these different sites they, they they've not had much to actually talk about um but now finally the patient are being rewarded with this this absolutely new operating system and Actually, I saw a demo recently. Uh, the, there's some video footage leaked out of the interface and things, so mm. it is finally out there in the public. I said leaked. I wonder how many people from BlackBerry listening um, are, <laughs> are yeah, saying whether they're leaked. I, th- I think, I think was, they're strategically I, I think it was fairly dispensed. Yes, f- fairly deliberately. So, J- James Watley, guest impartial to the podcast. I'll, I'll pass you the sweeties. Get it right, James. Oh, sorry, the, the candies. I think I think when you say if I pass you the sweeties, that might have alternative meanings in different geographies, doesn't it? But, yes, yeah, be um, very careful. I'll give you something to eat if you give us your opinion on can BlackBerry be saved with a new platform. And have you seen it, but have you seen the sneak peek? benefit of the listeners, I am sat here with a piece of cardboard saying, we'll give opinions for food. <laughs> we'll give opinions <laughs> for food. It's, I, I particularly enjoy the way you've brought along a dog on a piece of string as well, just to add to the effect. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, you've caught me quite lucky. Somebody pushed this into my stream today, there's an odd collection of words, about um, the full walkthrough of BB10, yep. um, as we call it. And uh, it's quite the nice. professionals. Looks quite nice. Um, um, I know last week you were talking about Ubuntu, and we were just. Um, I was just, one of the things I wrote about Ubuntu at the time was how similar it was to the N9 interface, and how much I kind of was a bit sad for how the N9 didn't go anywhere. And then right. seeing the BB10 stuff, same feelings, same feelings of loss, I guess. But um, <clears throat> the swipe stuff's really cool. Mm. Um, you know, interface to interface, it's not that different when it no, comes just, to i think it's nicer right <laughs> you describe it as nicer right yeah and i just think the nice transition so the little the way it waves up when you can unlock the screen just little things like that make it a nice touch they've got yeah. some really a, a really smart i know hold your breath i was impressed by one part of the video <gasps> that i know the the um, predictive keyboard where the listen i have been going on about this for flipping ages what when was the last time we did a podcast about rim and i said look what you got to see the keyboard the keyboard's absolutely amazing and both of you Sat there, arms crossed, going, "Yeah." All of a sudden, now a video comes out. Now it's now it's within touching. You're, you've changed your mind. Well, but the different the difference is, <laughs> Rafe is making a face. The difference is that we're uh, we're you know a, a few days away, probably. Also, now from, now it's from, real. It was still real when I'm banging on about it. Yeah, but it it was working. It was yeah. fast. And yes. actually, the thing I was impressed about, I hadn't known about, was the the multi language support and the learning capabilities yes. which they hadn't publicized and that actually does look very smart because i do deal with people who even though i'm not conversing multi-language they have uh you know sort of foreign addresses mm. or names and, and it's been a real nightmare when you're doing anything mobile and i just thought oh, that was a really a small feature but a nice so, mature touch um should the listeners here at ben uh realize that in your analysis last week regarding ubuntu where you said oh ubuntu yeah going nowhere rubbish um and then I'm saying, well, let's just wait and see. And I think I managed to tease out a an admission of, oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe. Do, do we have to wait until the Ubuntu handset is thirty? You know, the, the official one or whatever is thirty days away. Then all of a sudden, you you'll think it's yeah, it's pretty good actually. Yeah, it's very impressive. Looking forward to it. I think we haven't heard from Rafe Blanford yet. Let's move on to Rafe. 
you know, I've seen a lot of these leaked videos and looked at various things as well with, with BlackBerry 10. I don't doubt that they've done some really impressive work on the UX side of thing, on the UI, you know, buying the Astonishing Tribe or TAT, which is a, a company that RIM acquired a while back now, was probably the smartest single move they made in, in moving on. But there is a lot of change coming with BlackBerry 10 in terms of the compatibility issues, which we'll have to wait and see until it's out in the market in the what, real just, world. Just, just tell us more about that. Well, I'm thinking about apps, but also the services, because effectively this is a ground-up rewrite of the platform. That's, this is correct. Well, they have had a year, right? And they've, they, had they've had a year. Two conferences, two massive, massive mega-conferences about this, and, and, uh, you know, preparing their that, way. But there's a lot of uncertainty there. So I'm going to give them the credit. I think they can pull that off, um, but I think there will be a few bumps along the road, um, particularly when you start having both BlackBerry 10 and the older BlackBerry devices deployed in a, in a real you know, company situation. Yes. But um, and, you know, things like Biz and Bez, that it'll be really interesting to see how that works, not just in an ideal scenario, but in, you know, what will be the real world situation. I think the bigger problem that BlackBerry faces is, and I, I would draw on my experience of watching Nokia in the last few years, is I think there's a danger that they've already fallen too far uh, to be able to make a strong enough comeback. Uh, it, they're going to they're gonna do okay. Fallen from what? From where? From 80 million to 79 million customers. It, but it doesn't true. matter the number of customers. Do you mean in perception? People's mind share. It's, perception, it's yeah. perception and mind share, yeah. but they, they, you know, you're right. The customer numbers have remained static, but this is in the context of a smartphone market, which I, I'd have to look up the numbers, but has probably quadrupled in size in the same time. So there's, they haven't kept up with the growth market. So their market share is now you know, right down in the ditches. I mean, in the UK... Um, which used to be one of their relatively strong markets, you know, it's now in the low single figures the market share. All right, right, okay. So, so you know, the, the, so so what I, my problem is, I think they've fallen so low that it will require an awful lot of work to come back, and I'm not sure it's compelling enough on its own to do so. And a long and and months or maybe years ago, I would have agreed <clears> with you on, on on that one, but. I was looking at the demonstrations today, and James, I mean, this was a sort of an area that I thought we could we could talk about. Was that to me actually one of the reasons that I think that they could get back into the enterprise and the popular consumer messaging circles that they they absolutely rode high on in the boom times was because none of the other platforms have bought out decent qwerty form factor or yeah. messaging centric devices. Amen. And, and they've missed and actually. It pains me to say it, everyone else has missed a chance and now they're going to come back and they could, re they could reoccupy the space that they had before because no one else has nicked it. I thought, surely there'll be Android devices with good quality keyboards on it or surely the guys from Nokia will make a, like a sideways flippy open, you know, QWERTY device. Bring back the communicator. Yeah. And, and, and okay, I mean, I realise touchscreens are getting better, but enterprise and, and people who do loads of messaging still, I think, quite like hardware keyboards. Um, I think that's a really interesting point. Before I address it, can I just build on something that um, Rafe said just before you started talking around um, how far they have fallen and whether or not they'll be able to come back again? Because irrespective of the thoughts on the OS or the development of the um, platform itself, there is a question mark over reliability. So all the CIOs who put these kind of things in, in place in the infrastructure and the business side, they had a good two or three days outages in the past year where they've had a couple of servers go down. And when you're building a business, you know, building services that are supposed to be business critical, 
irrespective of what amazing hardware and software you've got coming, it needs to be reliable. And I think, I do wonder if they've been burnt a bit too many times with that, with that reliability. The only thing I would say is that as that time has passed, some of the shine that attracted those, those businesses to Apple, it's the great, you know, the, the high-end devices, the users loved it, the, all the apps and everything was very high quality. Now they've had some time and some experience having to device manage those, secure them, replace them when they break, deal with all the, perhaps they're beginning to develop their own apps and have to deal with going through the app store processes and the business-to-business programs. And I'm, I'm not saying in any way that Apple is bad. What I'm saying is that that perception of Apple being excellent at everything, you know, a bit of real-world experience takes the shine off that. And so those that are lost probably won't come rushing back on day one. But those that were thinking of leaving would probably just put their plans on hold for a bit. I, I don't think that many were lost, actually. As well, you know, I should point out. Well, if, I, if, I look at my, if I look at yeah. my customer base that we build for, public sector, private sector, it's a real <coughs> blend. Num- uh, in the last 18 months, number of people who have asked us to build a BlackBerry app, zero. Yeah. No, is that also zero? zero uh, how many of them actually have a BlackBerry fleet, though? Have they all got rid of their BlackBerry fleets? I'm not asking to build the app because I understand why. The, but- the, the, actually, in, in these cases, we're, all, we're nearly always addressing uh, either consumers or um, bring your own device. Right, okay, so- that's fine. Because I, I think it's, it, it, I don't have the stats here, but uh, I can't immediately think of a FTSE or Fortune company that has completely killed BlackBerry. There's a few. There's been a few big headlines, right, of companies saying, "Right, we're we're not doing BlackBerry anymore." I, I think actually a lot of people have switched off. And you talked about the 80 million figure, and actually BlackBerry's big problem is that that 80 million, a lot more of them, are now the kind of the low end customers who are just using it for as a, a messaging device. You know, we've talked in the past about that. Or how, um, yeah, how many BlackBerry customers, yeah, consumer market. customers, have and got think, an iPhone as well? I think that's very very mm. vulnerable because of the likes of WhatsApp and everything else, and it. And, you know, the contention is that BlackBerry 10 is going to solve a lot of the problems. I think it will, but I'm not sure that's enough anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it well, looks the, like it's going to be gorgeous. And even the hardware, and you were talking about the QWERTY uh, keyboards, I actually think um, it's easy to say I'd like to have a QWERTY device when people actually come down to it now because text entry has got so much better on touchscreens. It's not such oh, a big It's not effect. better. It's not better. I, I agree that there are people who still want that kind of device, but the fact they don't exist isn't because... You know, the likes of Nokia and all the other Android OEMs have gone, I oh, know we can't be bothered to build them. They've done market research and they know, you know, they won't sell and be profitable. BlackBerry can do so because they've got a stronger proposition. But I still think uh, most of their device will end up moving towards touchscreens in time. I'd love to see, I'd love to see some research on that because, James, I, I, I still think that uh, people do, a lot of people, particularly entering the smartphone market, who aren't really thinking a lot about buying apps, are buying smartphones because they're actually so much easier to do Facebook messaging or WhatsApp messaging or SMS just because even even the SMS client on the iPhone is better than on a dumb phone, so it's easier to use. You see all your conversations and everything. Um, and surely they could, you know, they're, never, they're not going to be a massive player immediately again, but can't they build this little niche where they go back to specialising in what they're good at? And the, the fact that the, the, this, this new fresh start actually could be I mean, it really pains me to say it because I last year I wanted them to fall in a hole and, and go away because I hated my BlackBerry good so man, much. Good man, that's but, it. just let it out, let it out. I'm just I'm beginning to think actually that some of what they've done and particularly delaying it so that it now is looking mature and fast. They got it right when yeah, run yeah. on real devices. Okay, it might not be perfect, but somebody's instinct to not put a load of 
rubbish out. Torch was pretty was pretty sound. I mean, let's rewind nine months. Um, nine months ago, I placed a bet with a with a friend of mine about whether about when we would see the end of BlackBerry in 2012. Given the amount of um, rigmarole they were going through with their two CEOs that left and got fired, or whatever the politics. I could never remember their names. Was it Tweedledum or Tweedledee? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the whole stuff about BB10 being um, delayed. Delayed uh, BBX as it was back then. Sorry, we can't pretend that the delay in BB10 was a good thing. The fact they're coming out, you know, in Q1 2013 is a poor, poor performance. However, to Ben's point, I do think it's quite a wise move, whether or not it was on purpose or not. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. That, no, they just had I to mean, get it right. You have angered Ralph Blanford. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, BlackBerry. Going, are, the one Keep thing going. they don't have is time and money. And you've got a lot of money. Oh, Can we save out of six hundred million to the bottom line? They're not at $2.9 billion, Blanford. I, I'm think, sorry, but BlackBerry, compared to some of the other players which they're going to be facing off against, you know, Android, iOS, Nokia. Windows Phone, they do not have very significant resources to right. play with. I will get to the point I'm trying to address with Ben. I actually think Welcome you've got to my world, a really, yep. really, really good point about the hardware. Um, because it comes down to use case. <clears throat> when you think about it... It's all right, um, we, 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 we cough on this podcast all the time. Don't worry, I don't... I'm sorry, I've got a sore throat. <clears> throat> um, the, uh, when it comes down to use case, there was a big transition period of the past 18 months where a lot of um, parents, I guess, were giving their Blackberries to their kids and, black, and kids got really into BBM and yeah. it took the company completely by surprise. They didn't see it coming and they tried to be all things for people and effed up completely. Um, and so when it came, um, so when you re- rewind again to those people who had the Blackberries in the first place, they are, you know, without being condescending and patronizing, they are older people. You know, they are people of a certain age. They are, you know, looking or at... Or like 25 and above. No, they're looking at more senior players in the business um, who... It used to be a status symbol having a Blackberry, didn't it? That was the, the yeah, thing. managers in the bubble. But also, whatever, yeah. but also just making a transition from... If you're an older person, making a transition from a keyboard to a touchscreen is actually quite a big deal. Um, and if you go back to, I don't know, the CEO of a large company who's 62, plays with an iPhone with his kids, but actually really does need to write email quite, quite quickly, producing a fast, reliable, QWERTY-based modern, modern. Modern QWERTY solution is actually quite a nice, attractive idea. You can shake your head... But it's true. Blanford's shaking his head. He's getting I, I, more and more I think annoyed. The theory is, is fine, but well. just because they don't exist, it doesn't mean that's because no one thought of doing them. There are, you know, QWERTY devices out there. There's, there's QWERTY Android devices. They just haven't really gained any traction. Now, it'd be interesting if, though, a, uh, if Apple did something. I mean, actually, the biggest manufacturer of QWERTY devices is Nokia, thanks to their feature phones. Yeah, I think. Uh, that, but that's really interesting. It's in the feature phone segment, so I think there's maybe potential there. But, can but we the just, first BlackBerry 10 devices are going to be expensive. They're not going to be, you know, low cost. Can we just pick up on this whole QWERTY point though? Because mm. I take your point that you know there's rooms full of people in in our, in labs trying to work out what what people what people want. But I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed that we went from. Um, you know, QWERTY devices everywhere. Nokia made them in various shapes and sizes. Shells, had tons, and we yeah. were even beginning to see some Android ones. The iPhone came along, and they fell off the face of the planet. And I, I really, I think it was lazy. I, no, I, it's, there's a very simple explanation for that, and it basically comes down: what do you use your phone for? And previously, messaging. they were messaging-centric devices. But you know, hold your hands up if that is now your majority use case on your phone. No, it's not. People use it for browsing the web. You know, consuming email, looking at email, and so when you put a QWERTY keyboard on a screen on a device, 
generally you either compromise on the form factor it has to turn into a flip or a slide, or you take away half the screen space. And for most people, taking away half the screen space is more of a disadvantage than having a keyboard, especially as the on-screen keyboard technology has come on so far. Now, I mean, you can look at how BlackBerry's doing the on-screen keyboards, which I think is some really smart stuff. So, mm. for example, they're using predictive stuff that when you're typing away on the on-screen keyboard, it will actually increase the size of certain keys based on what you've already typed. And actually, all of the big players are doing this now. And as a result, the accuracy has gone up. And if you actually do some benchmarking, you'll find that most people are within about 5% of the speed when they're using a physical keyboard versus an on-screen keyboard. And actually, the irony is they're generally faster on an on-screen keyboard now. So, I, I mean, the, the problem of anecdotes isn't data, but I personally, can, I can be quick you know, on short text entry on touchscreen, but I used to type normal emails, and now yeah. I don't. I do one-liners because it, because it was so painful. I used to type without looking. I've got a question. Um, you said if we were to do some actual benchmarking, you quoted a 5% figure. Mm-hmm. Have you done actual benchmarking, or you've got figures that you're quoting from? Uh, I've done some benchmarking myself, but there's also various bits you can there's anecdotes you go go- Google out there. So it's, not just a, so it's not actual data. Sorry? It's anecdotal evidence. Well, it's How both, is that both, different? I'm just clarifying. Both, both stuff that I've run myself yep. and tested with a group of about five people, okay. but also some research reports that I've read. Um, depending on what you're testing, it will actually uh, you know, vary the percentage. And the other interesting bit of this is actually increasing the size of the keyboard doesn't actually make much of a difference until you get to a certain point. So people always used to like the communicator form factor because yeah. it had a bigger keyboard. It doesn't actually make that much difference to typing yeah. speed. Generally on mobile, you're around 30 words per minute. And obviously you'll get people who get used to it and get faster or slower. And I'm sure, I, I, I'm pretty sure James has actually done a post on how fast he is. And <laughs> what, I, I remember 60 you, words per minute or something? I remember you, you and your N95 back in the days of predict, real predictive text. You used to be able to you know, type I think at a speed I, I never Ewan's quite... Ewan's very first SMS text news meetup. That's back yeah, in that the days while, before the Mobile Industry Review. I've got a video of that somewhere. Uh, he's got a video of, of you, me versus yeah. uh, Ed... Uh, Ed who? Ed Hodges? No, Ed Hodges. Ed. No, Jay. Jay Fenton. Jay Fenton, that's right. Um, oh, oh, that Ed. Sorry. <laughs> I just think head. Um, and he had a keyboard um, and we challenged. He had an actual keyboard. He didn't think he could beat me and I beat him on my N95, which I thought was awesome. But that actually makes the point for me in the sense that you get used to you know, the text entry that you have. And especially now, I think text entry as a thing that you do with a mobile device has become less important. I'm not saying people don't do it, but you know, mobile devices, as we know, are inherently about to compromise when you're designing them. And so I think that's what's happened to, to QWERTY devices. And as I said, I actually expect the, the BlackBerry 10 touch devices to be more popular, especially in time. I think at first you're right, there'll be a lot of kind of reminiscing or memory sales. And I think the point that James makes about the older CEO you know, wanting something that just works is well made. How big is that market? Is it enough? You know, is it sustainable? And you know, I think what we'll see is BlackBerry 10 do really well in the first couple of quarters, and then people go, but it's not offering anything more, and actually there's some real drawbacks to it. All right, all right, let's move on a little bit. Okay, thank you. Make some valid points, and it was really nice to see Rafe going bright red. That's the first time I've seen Rafe, Rafe Blanford lean forward during the, po- the recording of a podcast. So so nice work, James. Nice work. on data. Buttons, <laughs> buttons pressed. Well done. Uh, can we move it forward to say, here's a question for you, gents. BlackBerry, they have six handsets coming this year, uh, six BlackBerry 10s, 
and I would imagine there's going to be some low, low end or lower end uh, devices in there. Of the two, they have a touchscreen and a, a keyboard version. Which one would you, would all of you have? So let me tell you, I think I would take a look at the, the touchscreen one, but I would probably do the reminisce thing and probably if, if I had a choice, I'd probably have the keyboard one first because I do like the fact that it's touchscreen and does other things as well. So, uh, Ben, what, what's, what's your choice? Again, I think this is really interesting because of the passage of time. Because when I was, for, when I was at my most down about BlackBerry, I just thought everyone's going to have one device. They're just going to have their iPhones because they're good and, and they'll, they'll have their apps and all those sorts of things. And yet a year later, I still find myself using two phones because the consolidation of business and personal phones hasn't happened as quickly for many businesses. Yeah. as I mean, there are, there are some people out there who don't bring your own device and things, and that is hugely though, popular. But, but it's not as universal as I thought it would be. But all the while, all my data has now moved even more into the cloud. So actually, whilst it's expensive to have two phones, it's less of a drawback because all my data is pretty much instantly synced around. So with the caveat that... BlackBerry would need to fix the pretty broken syncing for consumers that I put, had to put up. Oh, no, it's completely changed now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. But yeah. I, 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 this is a long warm-up to saying I would go back to having the keyboard and I would have a, a keyboard-based BlackBerry and, a, um, and an iPhone. And I would run two devices and I would pick up the one that suited what I needed to do because, uh, yeah. A, you know, it's not an issue. I already own two phones. The cost is, is already dealt with in that respect and b i'm constantly frustrated particularly because my work phone is an android device at text entry is an absolute yeah. nightmare yeah. and and it's got to the point now where it's such a problem and i take rafe's point that there are improvements coming and and, and the, the screen it's all going a lot better um I, I would i would switch back for a while because i can if, if i want a touchscreen experience all my work emails on my iphone as well i can move between the two you know uh, actually the the Things have changed at different speeds, and, mm. and you know. Do you think that that might be? Am I am I being a little bit too ahead of myself here, or getting too ahead of myself Probably. by saying that the new configuration for the mobile warrior businessman will be an iPhone and a BlackBerry? <clears throat> I can see that that is the short term, or a tablet, an iPad. What about an iPad? I'm talking about people who are born mobile. Born mobile, <laughs> the uh, the C, the famous CS phrase. Yeah. I'm born mobile. Right. Um, iPad Mini, perhaps. Yes. And, and BlackBerry. Uh, yes. And again, the, the difficulty is here that we're only looking weeks and months ahead. So to say that sort of stuff and is hopefully it, the BlackBerry should be better on, better phone than iPhone. By the you're, way, you're almost you're almost describing what a lot of people already have. So it's yes. hardly it's yeah, hardly right. predicting the future to say you know people will continue to do tomorrow what they did yesterday. In that voice. Well, with a um, BlackBerry here. Well, but. But yes, I can see some people who would have enthusiastically got rid of their BlackBerry and just consolidated down into one device if the hardware is a good enough quality and some of, some of the other hygiene factors are fixed that actually BlackBerry could stem the tide but all of Rafe's criticisms slash challenges stand. I think the point is now, though, that they, I always wondered what they would do to change people's hearts and minds. And in some respects... They've done some good stuff, and that makes me feel positive. But in other respects, the industry hasn't changed quite as quickly and as radically as I thought it would. So they're actually not as as in the, sh- in, the in trouble as they could be. Yeah. I mean, if I was if I was buying one of the devices, I think I'd probably go for the the full touchscreen device. But that reflects you know what I use 
my personal pattern of device usage. I think the idea of two devices is interesting. One of the things that's going to come up with BlackBerry 10 is that the battery life isn't like old BlackBerry. There's no way it can be. It's going to go to being you know, a day like every other smartphone. Don't know if old BlackBerry wasn't actually. I mean, the, the, the well, BlackBerry 7s weren't. They, they weren't great, but yeah. you know, people reminisce, and you, know, you always hear people talking about BlackBerry having great battery life. I don't think that will be true anymore. And so actually, if there's going to be this two-device model, I think it's more likely people will carry around a feature phone, be that you know, almost certainly a Nokia or a Samsung feature phone. Um, but I actually think things have moved on. I think the, the rise of tablets starts to put pay to the, the two-device is that Ben was talking about there. So you know, in all of this, you know, I think, yes, I'd be really interested to try one as as my only mobile device, it then becomes tricky because you, you then you can't avoid talking about the ecosystem issues which they are going to face, and you know this is assuming they you know they execute perfectly. And to be fair, which... I don't think I could imagine BlackBerry being my only mobile device either. No, me either. And and that that's a problem actually. I'll put them off, I need, you know, I want to check the camera. Right? I don't know. Um, Insightful my... analysis from James Watley just coming in now. James Watley does not know. <laughs> <laughs> If James Watley is allowed to finish a sentence, um, you better get I don't on with know. It. Basically, reminiscent of previous Blackberries, and I've only had one Blackberry in my life, and I still have it. It's switched off. What one was that? Were you liking it very much? It's uh, no, it's a heap of crap. Um, it, uh, it's a Blackberry button. I don't know what it is. <sighs> okay, it was right. buttons. An old monochrome one, was it? No, no, it's an old. It javelin, no thunderbolt, lightning. What's the word? Was old. it thick or not? It was the BlackBerry Disappointment 8900. The BlackBerry Disappointment yeah. 8900, yeah. Basically, um, I was giving it with work and hated it and basically used it as an email alert system. So it was on my desk. And then when the little red light went off, I picked up my Lumia and then read my emails. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and the, but that was it. Um, which one would you have? Off I would the two? probably go for the keyboard one. But um, that's a decision you're asking me to make without having any hands-on with it, or any yeah. of the devices, which is quite a ridiculous question. And if you let me finish before you put in... Brief, um, I've recently gone down to being a one-device man. And so I could do... If the BlackBerry, no matter what QWERTY or touchscreen, can cope with my personal input as well, so my personal Google Drive, my personal email, my personal social networking, and has a decent camera, and I can trust it with my work stuff, then I don't really care if I've got a keyboard or not. I might give a, give a keyboard a go because you don't get good smartphones to a point that you made earlier on, Rafe. Um, people, you know, there's a load of feature phones with keyboards at the moment because the industry is driving us all towards touchscreens because touchscreens are shiny and smartphones should have touchscreens. Yes. Um, people don't associate yes, smartphones with right. yeah. keyboards. And so I would like a smartphone with a keyboard because there aren't any flagship phones right now with a keyboard. And by the way, can I just ask you about your device strategy, given that on, on the desk in front of you is some slab of a phone there. I don't know it's what that a is. Motorola Razor Eye. A Motorola Razor Eye. That because you're, you're a party animal. It's got an Intel chipset inside. Oh, right. Um, and then you've got a, an iPad third or fourth generation there. Second generation. Second generation. Really? That yeah. looks very thick. How quaint. For a second generation, yeah. And, uh, and a laptop there. So isn't your mobile strategy an iPad and your phone? Yep. So therefore, that's not really my mobile strategy. It's yes, my, it is your it's mobile computing strategy. strategy. But but what's what's interesting though is that there was we've several times I've said and been corrected. People will buy the same tablet and the same phone so that you know the ecosystem it will be. And actually, increasingly, 
you see people with different tablet brand, different tablets mm-hmm. to to phones, and that's normally because they have the iPad because everyone's got an iPad or nothing at all, and some other device like a, a BlackBerry or a, an Android device. And so maybe maybe again that is BlackBerry's opportunity is again you know not to steal huge chunks of the market, but people don't have to give up iOS, they don't have to give up the yeah. millions of apps because but it'll just be on their tablet. You just make a small compromise and not have it on your phone. So I think that brings up an important point. If I can shift the discussion slightly, is one of the things that's been talked up about BlackBerry 10 is kind of the new UX, yes. the new UI, yep. the new apps. You know, I think it looks really nice, but is that going to be good enough? Is it innovative enough? Because we've already made reference to the fact that actually we see a lot of similarities with the N9 and also with what we were shown in Ubuntu, and there's various others out there, which I think it could be kindly said that BlackBerry has drawn inspiration from. And I think they've, there's some really nice things on the lock screen. You talked about the mm. camera. That's technology from Scalado, yeah. which uh, actually now acquired by Nokia, ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of others there. But it doesn't strike me that there's anything that's really disruptive and really new. Because when it comes down to it, it's still a notification system plus an app grid. Now, there are some nice extras on there. And the reason I sort of bring this up is you know, there's a certain amount of fatigue around that, you know, that UI, and we've had it on the Android world and the iOS world, and that was kind of, to my mind, the second generation of smartphones. We're kind of Symbian representing that that first generation. And there is this kind of hunger for a third generation, and obviously Microsoft have tried to do something with this with their Metro UI on Windows Phone. I think all of us have admired it at one point or another. It doesn't feel like BlackBerry have quite innovated enough there. What they've done is they've sort of innovated around the edges, and I use that phrase deliberately. Smart, very smart. Uh, it just feels to me it may not be enough. And there, it, you know, the danger for BlackBerry is someone else will come along and you know, Android or iOS will do something new with the UI, which will put them in the shade. Because I think what, what they've done is nice. It's a great implementation. It, it, it's good for three months, but you know, another three months well, down right, the road or a year's time. Remember, that they, they, had to, they had to effectively begin delivering this last year, right? I, I appreciate that, but you, know, you have to look... You know, yes. further ahead but, than that. And, and, we are, and to me, it just it feels, ironically, that BlackBerry 10 hasn't looked far enough ahead. I mean, because, of course, there's danger in doing that because, you know, the further you move away from what's the accepted standard, you know, the riskier it becomes. But I also think, you know, the situation they were in dictated that they needed to take uh, more risk, especially with all the delays that we've talked about. I just think this is a point that isn't talked about much with BlackBerry 10. Well, it's kind I, of just a, an I wonder, assumed thing. But I, I wonder, though, if that actually, oddly, might not end up being their strength, which is that as you get app bloat and notification, Ewan mentions continually notification bloat all over his iPhone, and, and you know you get more and more screens and screens and screens of apps and screens and screens of notifications, that, that people who aren't, you know, uh, geeks who are just using a phone for for the benefit of having a smartphone will will actually go back to simple, sleek, elegant. You know, f- almost almost just a few very good apps and a very very fast interface will be a, a selling point. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of some parallels, but increasingly, you know, um, very premium devices and very premium products often actually it's about simplification. It's not about more buttons. It's about elegance and, and lack of friction and, in the way you use it. That's kind of the point I'm making. They haven't really done that. They're using the same kind of UI and UX model as Android and iOS, and I think there's starting to be a reaction against that. I, I'm not proposing a solution, but um, it, it feels like they need to do more there. A bit of a curveball just it just sprung into my head. You all saw the, the Yota phone 
uh, demo that was shown off. The phone that's a, a color screen on one side and an e-ink, like Kindle-like screen on yeah. the other side. It's yeah. a dual screen. Oh, I d- no, I didn't see that. Yeah, very smart. Um, yeah. I t- I'm only just allowed to talk about it. I was told about this two years ago. It was in a Futurology <sighs> session about it, and they're all the thinking behind it, and they've mm. done some testing. Yeah, and just and, to, just about, we have yellow cards on this podcast, and you get a yellow card for, I was in a Futurology session. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. And um, basically, they uh, with with quite a few other people, I won't tell you. Um, but basically, the... Um, the, the thinking other cool behind kids. it was because of notification, what do you call it? Bloat. Notification bloat. Yeah. Um, we're light, 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 quick, quick, quick. Look at me, look at me. There's a message, there's a call, there's something going on. Somebody said something on Facebook. The idea was that you would then turn the phone over, you would still get your notifications, but they would just be drawn slowly into the e-ink. So you would then look at it when you wanted to. And that was based upon casually watching people actually doing some, I can't remember the word for it, but doing some anthropological testing isn't that about spiders observation <laughs> and watching the way that people turn over their phones when they're at dinner or when yeah. they're in a meeting you still want your notifications but you want it gently and so that kind of innovation is already existing and already happening let me let me say that i i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that the the blackberry 10 user interface looks familiar to to people because uh, i would point out that it's taken them quite a long time to get to this moment and Torsten, the uh, the CEO, was he took the very difficult decision that was really quite unpopular with a lot of the BlackBerry faithful, which is say, no, sorry, this is not ready yet. Press stop. I want this to be ultra ready. Then we'll go live with it. And here we are, Black, uh, January thirtieth. But don't think that that's it. It's going to be interesting to see when's ten point five going to come and eleven. Because remember, they now have a platform that is going to be easy easier to do this kind of stuff on that. I think that familiarity is great, and the fact they've got a platform is great, but you know, this, this platform basis then forms the basis of what they'll be doing for the next five years. And again, it comes back to what I, I talked about last week on the six-year cycle. It feels like they're entering with this design pattern, which is old, and then they've renewed it around the edges, and they'll sort of be in a position where they'll be okay for the short term, but longer term, it sort of puts them almost, you know, behind. And, you know, I think you can overplay this point, but given that they're in a situation which, if you like, I think we'd all agree is critical, you know, they, they haven't got a lot of rope to play with. Mm. You know, the idea that they need to do things not almost perfectly, anything that sort of takes away from that. And as I say, this idea of, you know, an old-fashioned design pattern as the basis Kind of just just gives me a real real uh, bit of doubt. I, I think you might be being slightly unkind because whilst some screens are an old fashioned design pattern, I was quite impressed with the the unified hubs and things like that. And I mean, I know that's not unique because Nokia have them, but I was thinking actually that if you were evolving the interface, the old icons would be the thing that went away, and the the overlay screens and the shortcut things would be the things you kept, so that. Your, your experience turns into a stream of interactions and a stream of notifications. And that would be, that would be genuinely, genuinely innovative. It's easy for me to say. Um, but you're right, they have to make the decisions around that. But I, I looked at that thinking they're starting small and introducing a concept rather than you know, based on something familiar rather than, than sort of asking people to come into a world where everything is completely new. Yeah, that, that, that's right. I mean, we, we actually have to use this. And to be fair, I've only watched the, the, the demo videos and you're right around that hubs. And I like the concept of being able to separate business and personal, which I think they've implemented more strongly than mm. a lot of others have. Uh, you know, some of the patterns, as I say, are, are familiar. 
So it just gives me a doubt, and it's, you know, it's not something I've seen discussed much. People have been going, actually, it looks great. I mean, I think the other thing you have to talk about with this, you know, they are doing an ecosystem play, and they need to be of a certain size. And we've seen, effectively, a consolidation in mobile with you know, several groups of companies coming together to form one ecosystem, and yet BlackBerry's still trying to do everything on their own. I think that's a big ask for a single company. They run Android apps on BB10, right? On the playbook, you can compile an Android app mm. for the playbook, but you can't, as a consumer, you can't just go to like the Play Store and download it. Yeah. And BB10's on the playbook. It's Q, well, it's, it's QNX, I mean, which is kind it's, of BBX. It's, it's easier yeah. to port. I mean, it's this old, old chestnut of. It's I actually saw a playbook so, on the tube the other day. I nearly slapped it out of the man's hand and punched <laughs> it in the face. I, I, you know, the idea of a, a, you know seamlessly bringing all the apps across. Even when you're using Alien Dablet, which is what most of these, you know, devices that can run Android apps are using, it doesn't work because it doesn't, you know, build into the platform yeah. specific stuff, and I, so it's not a good experience. I think they set expectations badly as well because they announced, "Oh, you'll be able to run Android apps," exactly. which every consumer went, "Excellent! I'll have a Google Play icon and I'll go to the store and download my apps, and it will just be complete." Mm -hmm. And what they meant was, if you're an Android developer and you'd like to spend a few days learning how to do this and <laughs> press some special buttons yeah. and and register with the developer account, then it will be moderately less excruciating. To publish an Android app, but yeah. it, it's that kind of grade of. of and let's be clear: it's not just about the app ecosystem; it's also about services and all the other things that go with that. You know, BlackBerry provides a certain amount themselves, and that's great. And presumably, they'll pull all of those across. But how many people actually use just the BlackBerry stuff? You know, you want access to all your other services. Twitter. Okay, well, so we are running out of time, so we'll go to James Watley first, special mega guest star. Um, we always wrap up with a bit of a consideration about what, what, what do we want next. So BlackBerry, hit or miss on BlackBerry 10, and what, would you, what else would you like to see from them? That's a big question, Ben Smith. I know, and I thought James Watley's the man to handle this question. <laughs> I think it will be a top 20 hit. In the realms, if we were, if we were using the music charts, you don't mean nineteen out of twenty, do you? Context. I, I thought you meant like the top nineteen mobile phone platforms no, in the world. No, if we used uh, I don't know the music charts or the Billboard charts, if you're listening in America, um, I think it'd be a top twenty hit. It won't be like top ten, number one smash or anything like that. I think it will register on people's radar, and I think some people will get some. Um, but I don't think it'll be the runaway success that they're banking uh, and on. And given your area of expertise, which is uh, marketing communications, oh, is that what branding, it does? I've always wondered. What's going to be your perspective? I, I'm interested to see what you think about people having a BlackBerry and then kind of having that on the table at a restaurant versus an iPhone or or something else. Nothing beats being different if you be different with knowledge. And so being at a dinner table and my first Lumia, in fact, the, the 800 was the Cyan, and putting that on the table for my first work lunch. So what the hell is that? Is that an Android? No, 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 that's a Windows Phone 7 Lumia. And they went, that's a bold and courageous choice. And I said, yes, it is. Um, and, but but it sound, that sounds incredibly wank. Uh, that sounds incredibly uh, bad. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Edit, edit. <clears throat> that sounds incredibly bad. It does, um, actually. And yes, I probably, right. probably would get a card for that. Yeah. Um, Excellent self-awareness, James. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. But if you're a CEO and you have got the very latest BlackBerry, and it, it is quite nice to show off, and you know what? When you do wipe your hand on it, the watery effect reveals the apps. I would leave that on the table. You can shake your head, but people like that stuff. Blanford, 
Okay, you and McLeod, hit or miss, what do they need to do? Um, I, I think I think it will uh, pleasantly surprise everybody. Uh, there, remember, there is a lot of love in the room for Blackberry. So <laughs> not in this room. <laughs> okay, not not okay in the <laughs> in the in that? the global room for Blackberry. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, I, th- I think there's a lot of excitement brewing for for the launch, and I think. Our attitudes will change quite dramatically when we see people with them in in ha- you know in real life. What do they need to do? Be- what was the second? What do they need to do? Uh, what do they need to next? Next, um, I don't know. Actually, I think they they all need to take a little bit of a break. I think the the, the BlackBerry team or the Rim team uh, they've gone through a lot of challenges. There's been quite a lot of redundancies. Lot and it, the the future has been quite challenging for them. And it, you know, to be fair, there is still a big question mark over the company. But I think they need to now take a little bit of a break, pat on the back once they do the launch, uh, assuming everything goes fine, and and just reassess or assess how the market reacts before doing the next thing. Rafe Blanford? I, I think it's going to be a, a qualified miss. A qualified miss. And what I mean by that is it's not going to meet uh, what it needs to do for BlackBerry to survive long term. But I think you know in the short term, it's going to get a lot of positive coverage. It's going to do wonders for the company. Um, and people always talk about companies dying straight away. That's not going to happen to Rim. This is going to give them some time. But I still think long term, the sort of survival odds of, of BlackBerry aren't really changed by this. You know, they'll go down smiling. They'll go, go down smiling. And I mean, I think the thing is, we'll be sitting here in a year's time and we'll be having the same conversation about our Rim going to survive. And so I guess remember to stay tuned for that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Season six. And, and that's what Rim are actually going to, that's what they need to do. They need to change that conversation. It won't be about, you know, how will Rim survive? And I think they probably need to narrow their ambitions, not uh, play in that as that third ecosystem or fourth ecosystem, however you want to define it, but kind of double down on that enterprise stuff, which is their real strength. And I think they can, you know, they'll have to go, head-to-head with Microsoft on that, and it'll be very difficult, but there is a, a good chance there. Can I give a card for double down? Yeah, you you yeah. may. Yes, you may. yes. yes. thank you. Yeah. We, we don't, I, it's normally only I that get to issue the cards, but as a guest, I mean, I, Rafe and I are kind of similar, I think, in our opinions on this one, um, but it sounds like, to put a, a, a layman's term on it, it's basically a, a syringe of adrenaline to the failing heart of, of RIM that will keep them going for another year. And then after that, the heart will still fail. Like in that film, The Rock. Just like it, that it, film, Except in The Rock film, it actually lets them live forever. Or lets them keep on living, you know. Yeah, it's it, I, it's I, not a problem in a year's time. But I wonder was anyone interested in my... it's not a my... cure. No. It, it's kind of palliative care. What are you saying, Ben? I was just wondering if I was going to get my go. But would you like to have a go, that's, that's Your that's opinion, good. please, Ben Thank Smith. You. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm the... I agree with Rafe, but the other end of the scale, which is I think that they've done enough to generate a bump. What they need to do is not slow down and what they need to do is to take that bump of excitement and go with some very clear messages about who they're for in that I, reg- I, I agree with Rafe in terms of specializing more I think you know they 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 lost their focus when they became a, a, an enterprise and a consumer platform and you looked at the same device in the hands of a, a teenager doing BBM and an enterprise doing super security and no one could work out why that was the right device for both those two different groups so go back to what you're good at be niche and I I you know, I, I use my mobile for business. I can well imagine having a specialised business device when that specialised business device was better, when that specialised business device was actually better than a general purpose consumer smartphone. And BlackBerry, yes. might, yeah, be the guy, yeah. BlackBerry might be the guys who reinvent the specialist 
uh, smartphone uh, niche again. So Bring it on. I, actually, for the first time in a long time, and I agree, you and I have changed my mind, so you know, I'm a big enough man mm-hmm. to accept that. I, I, hope that they make some tra- I hope they make some headway because, frankly, if nothing else, whilst I'm, only, I'm moderately impressed with what they've done, I'm more disappointed with everyone else that nobody else has moved in for, to fill the gap. Now, maybe Rafe's right, and that's because it's only a gap that a, a minority of people like me see and it's not profitable or maybe it's that they're missing they're missing a trick but you know i want my qwerty smart good man or maybe you should wait for mwc where there's going to be lots and lots of announcements well i tell you what actually will be really interesting if the launch is on january the 30th then it'd be really interesting to see how many of the people who presumably will be given kind of review or preview units of all the operators and all the oh. real bigwigs who get all this stuff will actually walk around and, and how many of those bigwigs yeah, how many will we see really yeah. using them? Because it's always very interesting to see, you know, recently that they tend to be very conservative and very slow to change. But, we, but recently, they all had iPhones yes. because they'd finally clicked over to be in the mainstream. And will they change back that quickly? No wonder. So watch this space. We'll be commenting on that. And if we don't get chucked out, we'll be spying on bigwigs to see what phone they use. As ever, thank you very much for listening. This is the end of season four. Can you believe Come that on. It, it, it now would take you more than a day even without sleeping, to sit down and listen to all the 361 podcasts we've recorded back from that original one on the beach in Cannes. Do you remember I remember. That? Happy memories. Uh, so thank you very much to our special guest, James Watley. Thank you for having me. Please thank you go very much. And listen, it's been lovely. Go and listen to the voicemail podcast because you do popular culture and stuff as well. So, you know, it I heard goes you talk on, about... It meanders all around the place. I heard you talk about a film once. So if you have interests outside of the world of mobile, I mean... Apparently there are people with. What are you doing listening to this podcast? Exactly. It's predominantly mobile news with a lot of curveballs and exactly. esoteric references. Go and listen to the voicemail because uh, James, James and Stefan are excellent together, and I really enjoy listening to it. I thoroughly recommend it. But don't it. listen to it with your children in the car. No, don't no. listen to it with your children. We may you, swear occasionally. Yeah. And um, we will be back for a special series during Mobile World Congress of little bite-sized chunks, uh, and you'll also be able to follow the coverage across Mobile Industry Review, all about Symbian, all about Windows Phone and Wireless Worker. We could do anything about uh, BlackBerry. Are we going to actually do it? something in the launch Ben Smith's bite-sized chunks Ben Smith's bite-sized chunks you, you've, you, sorry well, you can tell James what is the, the branding man can't you? He's, <laughs> he's, he's right in there I'm just spitballing yeah, just yeah. spitballing um, we, were, we, we probably actually we will be at the BlackBerry launch and we can talk about that uh, at the first uh, yeah. during the Mobile World Congress oh, yeah, stuff, sure. Sure. and we will be back with season 5 uh, in March so Ooh. look forward to uh, talking to you all again then as ever thank you very much for your generous kind, for your kind words and feedback please keep it coming in we will still be listening during the break and uh, we look forward to speaking to you all again soon bye bye